What's up, gang? Thanks for joining me. Welcome to Cash Pineapples, coming to you from Detroit. Hey, the Motor City, what a good time. Nice to be back here in Detroit, looking vastly different than when I lived here a long time ago, 2008? Is that right? Yeah. Is that 14 years? I think. Damn! 14 years ago, the city is coming up. Detroit's nice, man. It's nice. It's not as bad as it used to be, but it's. I keep getting tempted by it. I'm like, this, this is my one of my most toxic traits. Every city I go to, I'm like, I could live here. I could live here. I think that everywhere I go. Not everywhere. Not Kansas City, right? But a lot of places. Most places I go, I'm like, oh, this is nice. I could do this. I could live here. I should check. I should do this for a while. No. Um, I'm thinking about it with Detroit, though, but... No major transit, no public transit. It never will be. It's the Motor City. They're never gonna. They're never gonna let that happen. So probably not. Not for that. Not gonna do it for that reason. But um, would be cool. You know, I'm I'm looking out to Ford Field right now. Ford Field, Comerica Park. I mean, baseball season's over. Lions looking promising. I mean, come on. We can't. We can't even begin to talk about that. Like every Lions fan, we we every season. It's looking. It's our year. No, it's never the year friend of mine was like we're on year three of the rebuild year three we're on year my entire life of the rebuild what are you talking about I'm 35 years old they've been shit the whole time year three year 35 of my life of the rebuild is what we're on anyways we're not quite, we don't need to go into whole football here but um nice to be back in detroit i i like it it's it, it is crazy how much money is been invested in this city and what's cool about it what's one of the i mean a, a handful of things but one thing in particular that i think is really unique is like obviously most people know detroit back in the day was like a really big like happening city it's coming back now but it was like like a new york type chicago type place back in the day like the leading city you know like with the when you know during the model t years you know the early 1900s this was the place to be and so a lot of these buildings, even this hotel I'm in, it's a nice hotel. It's sweet. But this building was condemned for 45 years until three years ago, 2019. So, and that's a lot of downtown Detroit. So you see these old, like beautiful architectural, amazing architecture, amazing buildings, but are all redesigned and look brand new on the inside because they have, they were condemned for so long and no one, no one tore them down because they're these beautiful, like, also would be expensive to take down because they're so well constructed and these beautiful this amazing architecture big beams you know a lot of like it'd be it cost big money to take these things down too so they just stood there condemned for all these years and then big money came in it's like oh yeah we can put a hundred million into that place and make it a nice hotel and and charge people nine dollars for a snickers bar because i'm gonna pay that after this podcast i'm gonna go pay for that snickers bar and i'll do it I'll do it because you took over the condemned building for me. All right. Thank you. We'll pay for the $9 snicker. Oh, it's not nine. I don't give a shit. If it's $9. That'd be a nightmare if it is, but five, probably <laughs> like realistically a $5 snickers bar, which is insane. What? That's 80 cents. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool, a really cool feature of down, of downtown Detroit. A lot of these older buildings, you know, redesigned nicely. Like even like the, 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 it was like a, I don't even, I forget what it's called. Like Michigan station, like the grand central, not Grand Central, maybe, but there's a big train station here in downtown Detroit, Corktown area. Ford bought it a few years ago. I mean, the building is gorgeous. You see it, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is insane! Why? Why is this here?" Well, it, it was a massive train hub back in the day, uh, and then that all went away. And it's been this condemned building for a long, long time. Like, 
everyone that lived in everyone from Michigan knows about this building, especially Detroit. You would go in it, take photos. Kids would jump the fence, go run around in it. Adults, you know, whatever. As as, as adolescents do, right? Um, but that was bought by Ford. And they're going to make it like their IT department place, and then put like retail stuff on the bottom. So again, big money. Big money had to come in and buy those things to fix it. And and for all that, you know, Detroit went from being dangerous to now being full of young professionals. And to be honest, I don't know what's worse. I don't know what's worse for downtown Detroit, gangsters or young professionals. Is there anything more disgusting than young professionals? Really? Anything more annoying than young professionals? I don't think so. <laughs> They're a nightmare. We get it. You work at Rocket Mortgage. Who gives a shit? Shut up. We're at Madcap. Keep it down. That happened to me this morning. I was at a table uh, uh, sitting outside. Not a lot of, not a seating. Madcap, nice little coffee shop. Down, right right, 200 feet in front of the hotel. I love it. And so sitting there and he's like, it's, you know, not a lot of seats. It's a bigger picnic table. So I'm not, I'm not mad they're sitting next to me. I get it. But they're talking really loud about their dumb jobs. And I shouldn't say dumb jobs. That's mean to me because I talk about work shit around. I, I get it. When you're, you, when you're with colleagues, you talk about work stuff. So I shouldn't say that because I've been guilty of that in my about my boring jobs before. I get that. But they were being boisterous, all right, like hitting the table, just being a little too loud. I'm like, it's 930, quarter to 10, all right? Like, shut up. <laughs> Chill out. Like, I'm not saying don't sit here with me. You can sit here and hang out. I'm not trying to be mean girls. Like, you can't sit here. No. But just, like, bring it down a level. Bring it down a notch. I don't like young professionals, you know? It's all you see on the weekends here. Friday, Saturday, really Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Like if I pop into a place and I see a bunch of like people with the, the key cards on the on the waist, mm-mm. is there a bigger red flag than the key card on the on the on the waist? <laughs> I don't I don't think so. I'd rather see a a crip flag hanging out the back than the key card off your fucking waist for your dumb. Take it off. It's 6.30. You're not going back to the office. Put it away, dork. Anyways, my two cents. Also, the beer trolleys. Have you seen those? It's not just, They're in Detroit, obviously, but they're all over. You seem like Nashville, all these kind of places. Like the beer trolleys, that's what I call them. I, don't, I think that's what they're called, right? It's like the where everyone sits on the thing and they're pedaling around, which the last thing I want to do when I'm drinking heavy beers is like bike. I don't understand that concept. Like, I, I'll be. Can you just drive me? How about a trolley I just drink on? How about just the one that goes on the track and you, I just do that? I want to pedal it, but every, what's annoying is they're <laughs> every single beer trolley that goes by, they're they're all like screaming. They all want to get your attention. Like, ah, look at us, we're on the beer trolley. It's like, yo, these aren't new. These have been around for like ten years. These are not special. Like, you look, you're insane. We get it. You get you get thirty six hours a week to let go. And you chose a beer trolley downtown, I understand. But stop yelling at every vehicle that passes by you like this is special. This is not special. It's not that interesting, if I'm being honest. I wanted to get these uh <laughs> I just I it's my it's my two cents about the beer. I I'm not a fan of the beer trolley. It's one of those things that like everyone I think is like they just think it's cool. It's not cool. It's one of those things where it's like it's not I don't get it. I don't whatever. Just I'm such a boomer sometimes with that stuff. Just bring it down a notch. Be quiet, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> um, 
All right. Actually, before I got on recording this, I was going on a rant with a comedian, another comic friend in New York City, uh, just about comedy in general, about like a little bit of cancel culture stuff. I just kind of talking about like not trying. We were just really we were just talking shit about comedians, certain comics in general. Which, by the way, talking shit about people is is under grossly underrated. I'm not saying do it publicly and stab people in the back and things like that, but in a world of I think toxic positivity. I think we need a little more like positive negativity, right? I think that's a good thing to like talk shit about stuff with friends and talk shit about your friends with friends and your coworkers, all that stuff. Like like I was doing with my friend tonight, talking shit about comedians, friends of ours on Facebook that you can't unfriend because it'd be obvious that you don't like them. Well, here's what you do: you just unfollow them. They cease to exist in your world. Um, but I, I spent a, a, a good chunk of time doing that, which was it was it felt good. I'm in a better mood because of it. And this podcast will be better because of it because I come into it with a good energy, which is important. We talk. Hey, let's tie that into training since we're 10 minutes in now. Psychology, man, that meant that they having having your head on right is good is with everything, whether you're going on stage, going to trade, whatever you want to do, go to work, you, having your head on right. is very important for success. And especially and that's again, I've talked about on this show all the time. <clears throat> where if I don't feel right or if I haven't done the my due diligence or done the things to feel like I'm going to I feel confident going into a day of trading, I won't do it. I'll just I'll just take that day off. I'm not going to stress myself out because I didn't spend the time doing what I needed to to prepare myself. By the way, sorry to take a drink of water. Um watching the Kanye West documentary, not I'm not on now obviously, but that thing is fire. I'm only like 20 minutes in. Just started it. Can't wait to finish that. We'll talk about that more next week. But damn. All right. 20 minutes in. I, I got to recommend this documentary. Um, yeah. So this week has been crazy. I have been trading a little bit. I have been here in Detroit for the auto show. Uh, dude, I was within like 10 feet of the president. Well, not 10 feet, but real honestly, 20, maybe 20 feet, if that. Uh, he walked by me. He was in front of the Ford Lightning display. Even when I heard that he was coming to to, to Detroit for the auto show, I knew that he was only going to go to the Ford display and stand in front of that truck and talk about the EVs at GM and at Ford and stop at any other American brand, but really just them. And so I was very close to him for that, for when he was at the Ford truck. And then when he drove by, he drove by in like a Cadillac electric vehicle. And that's the one I put on my Instagram reels where you see him drive by. And if you can't hear what he says... He drives. He's driving by, and he says, "Taxi to D.C. If anyone wants to pay the price," and people were laughing. Whatever, eh? Whatever. It's, hey, whatever. He had it ready. I respect that he had the joke ready. As soon as he comes past that pillar right there, he knew and he had his joke ready. Respect. He's prepared. I will say for people that make fun of him for being uh, aloof, and hey, I'm not saying that those claims aren't valid, but I will say I was surprised at how put together he was walking around now hey they could have shot him in the neck with steroids on air force one coming to the auto show i don't know but when he was there he looked fine he looked better than i thought and he looked more coherent than i thought and he was bigger than i thought not like thicker but just like tall i'm like oh he's not like a maybe like a tiny little like frail guy not really the case um not that any of those things necessarily matter but the people you know attack him for that a lot and, and again i'm not saying that he's killing it but he just seemed like he was more put together than people would think. And, uh, of course, the security was interesting to see. Tons of security, tons of, tons of that. And then 
Pete Buttigieg, I was within like I was right next to Pete Buttigieg for a long time. He came through and like I think along with uh, Debbie Stabenow and Governor Whitmer, of course, if you're not familiar, Pete Buttigieg, Secretary of Transportation currently. And so it makes sense that he's at an auto show. And then on top of that, um, what was it? Oh, he's going to be a candidate. I think he's going to run in 2024. I mean, he'll probably be a – no, I don't think not this time, but next next go-around. Maybe not this time. He'll, they'll have – they'll just probably, I'm sure, throw Biden back in. But to take away from all this is the amount of money and effort and marketing and publicity, whatever you want to call it, they're putting behind EVs is crazy. And you're seeing that being reflected, I guess, more and more with – like Tesla's being insanely resilient. For how much stock market is getting beat up right now, Tesla's insanely strong. It's one that I've – I still haven't traded options on it much, but it is on my – I have had it on my list this week. I'll, I'll pull up levels. Let's see. I'll pull up some levels that we have on Tesla. I haven't said. I haven't traded on them. Um, just looking for this week. So I have levels set at 291, 295, 305, and kind of like this 310 area, 312 really. And you can kind of see the last few days, like last two days actually, it's just been ranging between – 305 and that 312 so i'm not saying you can't couldn't have made a few bucks here but nothing crazy nothing too crazy because you know a, a ten dollar move on tesla is a good trade i'm not knocking that it's just not massive and so um but overall a strong a strong chart versus things like square which is one i have been focused on for for shorts this week um but again i mean just the and I'll talk, we'll get into that more in a second, but, but overall, just going to show you how much I still haven't sold any of my Tesla. don't plan on it. You know, of course we could be heading for a recession if not already in one. We'll see what the fed does this week, by the way, FOMC tomorrow. I should bring this up before I get too, too far. FOMC in the meeting, the next two days, people are talking about a 75 point rate hike could very well be a hundred points. I mean, we'll be ready either way to see what happens, but it's been a that's why we've seen a choppy week. That's always choppy leading up to FOMC. I don't like FOMC weeks until I mean, I guess once we have the announcement and the decisions and what they're gonna say, we usually see some pretty clean big moves after the fact, whether it be up or down. So I guess that's gonna be important for I've been kind of risk averse for the most of the week and I've just been busy. So but really thinking of like what I'm gonna do with Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, really for more of for more of my trades because it's like should have a lot more volume those days right after FMC. And so we'll see what happens. Um, I'm not going to trade a ton until after we see these announcements of what's being said until after Powell speaks. I'm not going to, I'm just kind of, kind of watch, see what happens. I'm not going to put any money on the table until after that, just because a couple of reasons, things move violently, obviously they're big moves and like kind of like an earnings play. I don't want to get crushed by implied volatility, I haven't looked at some of the stuff for tomorrow, but I'm sure in the morning we're gonna have a lot of like implied volatility. And for, again, for those who are not familiar, like that's the way that options kind of I feel like trick you for like if you think oh it's gonna make a big move one way or the other because the earnings comes up. It's like well they like options factor in everything: time, probability, delta. What's it? Theta is your time, your probability. I don't know which that one is, uh, but I so saw theta is your time decay. But the, 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 all these things are, are factoring in your your the probabilities, right? Like your implied volatility, and so it's like that's gonna because of that, it's gonna make these contracts more expensive because the moves are gonna be expected. 
And so I don't want to get screwed by that after the fact, the old IV crush. So I don't want to, I'll probably be a little, uh, again, I'll be a little risk averse on that. It's been choppy leading up to it, like which tends to be the case. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I'm, I, again, so stuff I've been looking at, like stuff I have set, like I, um, as far as like trades this week, just keeping an eye on Netflix. I think Netflix has some potential to make a run still up. Cause we're still looking at like, there's still some pretty good gaps. Like, let me see if I can pull out on the weekly here on Netflix. And by the way, I'm going to make sure I, I'm going to find a way to, I know there's a way to share a screen on Riverside. I just haven't done that at the moment. So if we look back, okay. Yeah, we have large gap fills still from the earnings stuff back in April. So, and even back further, we have big, big moves down. Like, Netflix is starting to come back up a little bit. If you haven't been paying attention at 242, it went as low as 164, it looks like. Wow, crazy. So, 252.85 right now. I'm recording this, what, Monday? No. My days are all confused. It's Tuesday evening. This will be out. Um, yeah, this will be out for Wednesday. So, <clears throat> yeah, we see there's a lot of room to go up past like this 240, 241, 245. We can get some some real strong. Again, it's all going to be everything kind of figures around. Like I get levels are one thing, but overall market sentiment can out play levels as i've noticed and i'm sure people have seen as i learn when i learn trading levels or how to set levels market conditions can trump the levels right we just have them there for we want to see how these things are moving but the market can something as big as fomc can can really uh can throw off the not throw off the levels but just really make quick moves through them quicker than normal so you know netflix has a lot of room past where we're at now it's pretty much a straight shot up to about 338. And then from that range, like that 338 to about 400 range, once you get past 400, like 408, it's pretty much a straight shot to 521. And then past that, you see a, lot, a couple more big fills. I'm not saying we're going to go back up there, but it's just that's how big, like when Netflix started going down, it took down, it went down big in like big steps. And so we're, we were looking at, kind of recovering from some of the these the the april earnings report uh what was it april 18th i think 19th yep so that's what i've been keeping an eye on and then also this week airbnb has been looking like still playing off the levels we had from last week we talked about so bounced off not bounced off of uh went through the 118 um where are we at now back down below 118 at 116 we have levels down at 114, 112. So kind of kind of making its little move down here. Um, went to 121 last week, which I think is where we closed some of those trades. Went back down to 118, tested 121 again, back to 118. So just again, you could make from 118 to 121. Those aren't massive. Like I like to kind of wait for. That's why I like the level system is I like waiting for bigger moves than that. Again, if you catch all that move quickly, like eight, if you caught a few dollar move like that quickly, that'd be a nice, that'd be a nice big gain. But over a couple of days, that's not a huge gain. Um, again, we're never going to be mad about making some money, right? But with the level system, you just kind of try to aim for higher, aim for bigger 
aim for more, aim higher, right? All good stuff. And and less stressful. Longer time frames to me, less stressful. I like that. Um one trade that I I was in yesterday and got out of, and again, I I I apologize for not putting out some levels. I wanted to get this podcast out over the weekend to put these levels out if people wanted to trade from them that I had because square I have some pretty clean ones levels at 70 81 68 69 67 dollars 64 20 and 61 95 now particularly those last two numbers I've been focused on the last couple days 64 20 and 61 95 when we got a confirmed close yesterday below 64 20 I got in for shorting it because I figured was hoping as well you know nothing's for sure but was figuring that it's, it's just been such a weak uh chart as well square has been such a weak name overall um so for options for options trading remember you know i still have i for those that are concerned if they're not trading options or a long-term square holder even though i've talked about square for a couple of years now actually so i i still hold all my square shares more than ever actually i've been buying it i'll probably buy if it hits the 50s tomorrow I'll probably pick up a couple more because I haven't bought Square that low in a long time, oh, years, over a year, a year and a half, probably two years. I haven't got it that low. And the lowest I think I bought Square was $45. So, you know, if we get down there, we'll go heavy, but and it very well could happen. But um, I'm just talking about right currently with the option side. So when we had a confirmed close below 64.20, I came in for short, for shorting it, um, got some puts. And then just held them into today and got rid of them today because it, it hit that 61.95. And I didn't want to hold anything into FOMC just because I don't know what's I don't know what's going to happen. I can't predict the future. Even if the charts say one thing, FOMC can throw things off. So I don't want to be holding anything at the, at the moment at going into it. And so Square, as you can see from 64.20, as it closed right below it uh, yesterday, right? I mean, you can look at right at during power hour closed at. 63 around that range close at like 63 69 around 60, so 63 and change and then from 6420 there was a level the next one down was 6195 so i just wrote it down to 6195 and think closed it there and it was like a, maybe a 40 percent gain nothing crazy but nice so took that one nice hit and run uh overnight into the morning and then uh now we're below 61.95 so past that i mean we don't have anything this is what i'm interested now this is why i like bringing i'm glad i brought this up actually because and this is why it's in my notes go figure because if we have um if fomc leads to some bearish news tomorrow Square is one that could really blast through some levels quickly, so it'd be a good opportunity for some shorting, in my opinion. And I've already made money shorting it this week, playing it just like this. So speaking from, I guess you could say, my short experience with it, right? So we're closed at what? 61.47 on Square. My level I have at 61.95. So we close below that, so we can close that level going into tomorrow. There's nothing that I have until 59.58. That's a pretty big move down. And then from 59.58, 56.20. So, I mean, from 61.50 down to $59, if you could catch that or a majority of that move, that'd be a nice, a nice trade. So I'm going to call that out now for myself. I'll try to post it again. I need to be, I posted some of my trade stuff in the discord, the counter trades discord. I'm going to do that more. I'll post 
my levels. Maybe I'll start doing that daily as well or nightly. I'll put my levels in the counter trades discord at night to see what I'm going to look for the next day on the days I do that. So just FYI, if you are in the counter trades discord, which you should be this podcast again, sponsored by counter trades discord. So follow that link in there. You'll get half off your first month with uh, premium membership through this podcast, through that link, but I'll start putting those levels in that discord uh when i'm when i'm going into the the next day of trading if i don't do it that night i'll do it that morning i'll put them in there see what i'm trading from i did i did mention the square one the square one is in there the one i traded from so that one's in there i think i did an amazon one as well there was a couple of trades in there from this last week so i did put them in there just not all of them and the only extra one i did i think that wasn't in there was another square one i believe but anyway it doesn't matter it's irrelevant we'll we'll make sure to keep putting those in there um so yeah, that's and then on top of that, there's also negative news about Square. With you haven't seen, Cash App is being sued uh, for um, negligent security after they had a breach of data. Eight point two million users' data was hacked by a former employee, and basically what they did was the all your basically all the stock information was lifted. If you have a brokerage through through Cash App, which you can do, you can do crypto cat. You can have a uh, a brokerage through them, all that stuff. If you had any of that, that was hacked, and so you were exposed. And they, but nothing. I guess they said no social securities were taken, but your 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 account numbers, your trades, all that stuff, all your like basically your basically your data related to your brokerage account was stolen. And so they're being sued for that. Jack Dorsey also, I believe, he's being subpoenaed for his excuse me for part of the Elon Musk Twitter deal. So not not a lot of good stuff going on in Jack Dorsey's world at the moment. I'm still long on Square. I don't own any Twitter stock anymore. Jack Dorsey no longer with the company either. But I am still holding my Square stock. I will keep adding to it if we take further levels lower. But there are headwinds for Square, for sure. Again, I'm taking it as a buying opportunity because not only with the lawsuit, overall like inflation, the recession, people spending less on on um you know all the stuff that square makes money on like the point of sale anything related to spending money they make their money on that it's a lot of transaction fees their their point of sale systems their the whole like ecosystem related to that that they sell these different companies um so that's all going to be affected but in on top of that the buy now pay later stuff i i'm not i was never really super bullet like again i was a hater on a firm i like that twitter i like that square was getting into that with acquiring afterpay because it came with a big customer base but there's headwinds for that space as well because companies like capital one aren't letting people use their capital one card for buy now pay later anymore so basically if you have a credit card before long i would imagine most buy now pay laters are not going to let you use your credit card because basically you're like doubly, doubly using credit. Like you're paying for a buy now, pay later with a credit card. And I'm sure it's just a headache for all these credit card companies. And they're probably also losing market share to them. So I think it's really going to be rough for a lot of these buy now, pay laters. And the fact that Square paid $29 billion for Afterpay. Again, even though it was an all stock cash, or all stock cash, it was an all stock deal, not cash. Um, and Square gave that stock away when it was <coughs> really closer to the top. So the deal looks like it makes Afterpay look expensive. But it's not as expensive because when they forked over that stock, it was in the triple digits. Like 
I think Square was around 200, maybe a little more than 200 a share when they did that. And so they didn't lose as many shares. I mean, really, you could take that deal and cut it in half that they really got it for. So, but again, still headwinds with that industry. Capital One not letting people use buy now, pay later. That's not good because that means to me that tells me before long, all credit card companies will follow suit because they all copy each other. Even one of they all like whenever one someone comes out with a new rate or a new like anytime we see a commercial for a credit card with cash back, all my credit cards are cash back, minus the airline ones I'm gonna get soon. Um, anytime we see a cash back commercial, right away you always see like my benefits on other cards. I get like the I right away I get those same benefits because they're all competing with each other. Like oh I can't they can't I can't let Discover American Express do this because then they're gonna leave and go to them. So like one of my my Mastercard cash back that I have through REI was 1% on everything. Now it's 1.5 because that's Chase Freedom, basically. And I still get my regular perks, my 5% in store at, at REI, whatever. Um, again, I digress. But so there are some headwinds there. But we'll take them. We'll just take, um, we'll just go ahead and take the, uh, the buying opportunity, if you will. So keep in mind that that opportunity for, for shorting square for t- the rest of the week. What else would I be looking at? Um, let me just do a quick look at some of the major ones like Airbnb. Kind of fix these a little bit. Got levels at one twenty one fifty eight, one twenty three, eighty eight, one twenty five fifty six. So right now, below the one twenty one. We could go back down to that 118 when we broke earnings the last time when we had that big earnings report in uh, what was it July 28th. Um, I'm using TradingView by the way for those of you who don't know. So it's actually really convenient. I'm looking at the Amazon chart and again I'll be able to screen share these uh, shortly next time. So super easy way you can click on these. You can see where they put the earnings report. I'm just I'm a fan of TradingView. I know a lot of people use um, Thinkorswim, and if you're a newer trader just i'm not saying don't use think or swim i know a lot i respect a lot of people that do use it a lot of whatever i get it but if you want an alternative um that i really enjoy trading view i really really dig and there's a new like if you are in the counter trades discord there's a new like algorithm that they have in there they're like an algo that's built in there because i have to i set like a couple of different things on our trading view for this and so, like, it's crazy though. Like, it looks insane. Like, I'll again, we'll screen share this next week. I, this is the stuff. This is the kind of stuff where, like, to me, like, this is crazy. It's like someone who doesn't, if you're like newer to trading and you saw this, you would like your head would, would fall off. It's really cool though. It looks really awesome and complex. <laughs> um, but there's a new algo. Like, it's called what? Viper algo. Viper algo. The viper algo cool um that's in the counter trades discord well uh i'll have to bring keanu on to explain that soon we'll have to do a a, maybe we'll do an episode this next week about that i know we got to get garrity back on as well the king of golden the golden goose king we'll bring him back on soon we'll get some guests on the next couple weeks here i um i'm still in detroit for the rest of the week it's i'm here until and through the weekend so i'm here until next here until monday next week and then I'll bounce back to the west side of the state for a couple of days and off to Texas, baby. Texas for a month, going to Dallas. So come hang out with me in Dallas. I think I'm going to do some stand-up when I'm in Dallas, too. It's one of my favorite Dallas comics. A lot of good Dallas comedians. So that'll be cool. Um, 
I think that's it for me. I got to wrap this up. I got to start uploading this and I got to get it up and all that onto Spotify. And oh, man, there was a thing before I got out of here. Oh, man, it's like I was going on. A, this is why I was saying. I, before in the earlier in the episode, I was talking about going on a, a toxic. No, not toxic positivity being a positive negativity talking shit with your friends was going off on this whole rant about spotify how a lot of artists will like kind of talk shit about all these platforms to be like oh man spotify only pays like 0.007 cents per play and how they don't pay enough artists and it's like dude okay fine what's the alternative if you if people that get mad at some of these like streaming services that pay that that uh stream music like pandora youtube music apple music title um spotify People get mad. It's. I will say, I talk about how great the platform Spotify is all the time for people. Like the fact that you have this resource to like just put out something like this podcast, and even the Riverside app that I use to record this for for video and everything is is owned by uh, Spotify, and so. I mean, uh, and I paid not uh, not that much money for this service, so it's crazy. To, in my opinion, so I think the value of of what the reach is is crazy, and you also like. When you think about it, all those streams like they they fucking add up. The only people that get mad about like the people that get mad about what you get paid on streaming services for like royalties are like really bitter, sad people. And I've noticed this with like a lot of comedians. A lot of comics will bitch about like they're like, "Oh my god, I used to make uh, so much money on Spotify." First of all, no you didn't. No you didn't. You were not paying your bills with the random checks you got from like fucking Spotify. No way. It's not you're not. That's not the focus here. You notice how like Post Malone's never complaining about the 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 rates that you get on Spotify. Uh, some of these, uh, some of, they don't give a shit. That's not where the that's not the bread. Okay, the bread's not in the replay of the music. And also, what do you think about it? How many times I play Candy Paint? What the fuck? If I play, if I had to pay a dollar for that every time or Spotify, there'd be no money left. And as someone that follows financial news and and I have Spotify stock, not a ton, but I have some. Of all those companies people listed that say that they don't pay enough, only a handful are profitable, and usually not for their music. Apple Music ain't making a lot of money, but Apple's profitable. Amazon Music, I can't imagine, is making a lot of money, but Amazon's profitable. Spotify is not profitable, and most of their money goes to – oh, wait, no. I think Spotify is barely profitable, like barely, but like even still, 70%, 75% of their revenue – goes to royalties their profit goes to royalties that's crazy 75 percent. that's bonkers so it's like i mean it's not bonkers it is it is a big part of the content library but when you think about like building the software right like building the app building the marketing all of that that's that's expensive that's money spotify now sponsors fc barcelona right on the jerseys how much of that are you paying for they're paying the bill, all right? That's why you get that's why you get less per stream. You want to make more money per stream? Build your own cloud services. Build your own data centers and uh do that. That run your own network and make sure it's secure because they're going to want people are going to want to hack you left and right if you have any amount of success or any amount of money your data coming through. Like Alex Jones talked about this. Not I'm not defending Alex Jones, I'm not taking a pro Alex Jones stance here. But he talked about this on other podcasts before where it's like, you know, he got deplatformed from everything, even from like Google. And when you and here's the thing, when you get deplatformed from those companies, 
people don't realize like you can't run anything. Where do you put your servers? Where do you put your everyone uses Google's AWS? You have to have your own servers. <laughs> it's crazy. You have to build your own. Like realistically, who's probably paying a half million dollars, a million million dollars a month to run his Infowars show? Because he had to do it off the grid, essentially, or had to do it all in-house. He couldn't use any, like, Google or Amazon web server. He couldn't use any of that. So it's like, okay, you, you want to make more money? Then, then just, sure, you can, do, you can make more. You can make 100% of the money per stream. Build your own cloud serve. Build your own cloud data centers. It's tough. It's a little tough. You know? It's not like just uh, open up a grilled cheese shop or something. So... But it kind of went in line with the whole thing about like, you know, people who are just uh, they blame everything else, and it reminds me people who blame everything else on uh, on anything. I blame everything on uh, anything but themselves. What I'm trying to say, they they deflect and they push everything to everything else, and they, it's like it reminds me. I've done that. I've been guilty of that. So I see it now. I'm like, ah, it's, you're being a loser. It reminds me when when I was being a loser, <laughs> you know, in my mid to late 20s and i was guilty of certain things so um yeah <laughs> wanted to make sure that i got my my two cents in about ooh pun intended my two cents or i should say my point zero 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 two cents in about spotify all right there we go we've had enough fun i need to get out of here and get some rest i gotta be up in the morning uh not too early but early enough to where i need to fucking get off here and start uploading this and go to bed so all right, it's been real, gang. Uh, you know, DMs always open if you want. If you want to send me any ideas for me to look at anything or uh, whatever, you know, questions, comments, concerns, whatever. All right, I'm out of here. Have a good evening. We'll talk to you soon. See you next week. Be safe. All right.